amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, welcome to the Soul Evolution Center show on Black Talk Radio. I am Katie Simone. I'm the host of this show, which is held on most Fridays weekly. And I also share this show on my YouTube channel for Soul Evolution Center. And what I do is I share various metaphysical and spiritual uh, topics on this show. The past few episodes, I've been talking and sharing about my out-of-body experiences. I had, a, I had a spiritual awakening in 2009, and because of that, I developed the ability to uh, be a lucid dreamer, which means I recall many of my dreams and have out-of-body experiences, uh, which many of you do as well, naturally in your sleep state. It is just that Many people don't remember all the details or they only remember uh, certain parts of it. Uh, I am an advanced channeler of light beings. Uh, I uh, published an ebook, a free ebook in September 2015, where I shared some beautiful inspirational messages from Aristotle, the famous philosopher and spirit. And he came to me telepathically and, uh, and let me know that he wanted to write a book with me, and so I published this ebook in September of this year, and it is available for you for free download in many reading formats. And you can just go to my website, soulevolutioncenter.com, to uh, access the links for that. And so, uh, because of my spiritual awakening in 2009, I, I shifted dramatically. I would compare my spiritual awakening to a near death experience. Though I didn't have a, a trauma, uh, my, my, bit, my inner vision, my perceptions, the way I looked out to the world changed dramatically um, during my spiritual awakening in 2009. And from that, I made a career shift um, from being an accountant, a CPA, to uh, being an advanced channeler of light beings, an author, a speaker, and a workshop facilitator. And I offer workshops uh, in the South Florida area for private sessions, small or large group sessions. I also offer them by webinar, um, and they can be done as private sessions on, on many, many custom spiritual and metaphysical topics. And you can see all these um, details on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. And so, so in this episode, I'm going to talk more about out-of-body experiences and I like to share my more extraordinary out-of-body experiences or my out-of-body experiences um, where there are specific teaching points I want to bring forth. And so this, this out-of-body occurred on uh, December 30th. And when I, when I refer to out-of-body, uh, what I mean by that is for me, it happens naturally, spontaneously in my sleep state during nighttime. And a level of my consciousness, and I've heard telepathically that it is actually my spirit um, that determines uh, the destination of my out-of-bodies, um, that becomes 
has more control and influence. And I've been finding since 2009, since my spiritual awakening, I have gone to many dimensional realms during my sleep state. And it's important to understand that the earthly plane, the 3D plane that we are in now, is not the only plane of existence. And how do I know this? I know this because I've experienced it myself since 2009. I've gone to other dimensional realities in my sleep state, in that altered state of consciousness. And I've gone to, and I've viewed other cities, other landscapes. I've interacted with other people, human beings that exist in these other frequencies of reality. And these dimensions exist in parallel universes. And that's the term I heard uh, to describe these other dimensional realms. I actually heard it telepathically in my mind, in my own thought voice. I shared with you at the beginning of the show that I am an advanced channeler of light beings. And at times I receive information telepathically in my own thought voice in my head. And so as, um, as I share my ep these episodes, as I talk about them, as I reflect upon them, as I analyze them, um, sometimes I do receive supplementary information telepathically to help me understand what it is I am experiencing. And when I was thinking about uh, an out-of-body that I had a few episodes ago, I clearly heard telepathically parallel universes. And so we all do have these type of adventures. And uh, it's just that, as I shared, many of us uh, don't remember the details of it. And it just happened since my awakening, I happened to have more conscious recall of what I experienced. And then I began to see and understand that my dream state was not, was not just me having a dream. And uh, I prefer to use the word out of body and not dream because I feel the word dream does not have a lot of significance or is not considered valuable in the Western society. But really uh, uh, amazing, extraordinary things happen during our sleep state. Uh, and some of you, I feel guided to share this, uh, are experiencing that right now. And what I hope to do in sharing my own experiences is, is to provide some basic knowledge about out-of-bodies uh, from my perspective. Of course, everybody is going to have their out-of-bodies according to their unique energetic anatomy, their unique life purpose, etc. And so what I share is from my perspective, but I do feel there are some um, generalities and consistencies that can be applied um, and used by uh, many other people. And so I'm creating a sort of understanding a base of knowledge about out-of-bodies through my own perspective and numerous out-of-bodies hundreds since I've had since 2009. And I have noticed there are some consistencies, there are some regularities. And so I am doing my own sort of um, compilation of and creating my own database of uh, the out-of-body experiences. Another term for having out-of-body experiences or, or, or when you experience this you are considered an astral traver, traveler, or you're, you, another term could be that you are a projectionist. You're projecting a level of your consciousness into another dimensional realm. So these ter terms are interchangeable, and I will continue to use the word out of body, but I know that 
these are other terms that some of you may have heard and are familiar with. And so uh, I, I want to bring up this audit body and uh, bring out some key points um, for you to think about and perhaps for you to use um, in your own, uh, when you interpret and analyze your own dreams or audit bodies. Uh, I do try to chronicle in detail my experiences uh, and, I, and I try to be, I attempt to be uh, observant. You can say I'm an explorer and I, and I, and I do when I'm lucid enough in these audit bodies do attempt to take note of the surroundings, the details, the people that I interact with, their physical appearance, um, et cetera. And there are many ways to, uh, let me say, init not initiate, but uh, come into an out of body. Sometimes uh, I have shared in these earlier episodes that I've gone through a portal or wormhole in my sleep state and I'm actually traveling and accelerating through what looks like deep space with light phenomena around me. But another way that um, I experience out-of-bodies is not through a specific portal experience. Uh, I shared a portal experience, I believe in the last episode, but this, in this one, I just became lucid and I actually didn't have any recall of going through a, a portal or a wormhole. The portal is the the connector in, um, for, for in between dimensions. And you may have heard this term in sci-fi um, in sci-fi arenas and in the sci-fi movies or sci-fi books, the term portal or the term wormhole. And actually the term that I hear telepathically to use is interdimensional corridor. It is sort of the hallway, the corridor that, um, connects various dimensional realities. Okay, so in this uh, out of body, when I was laying in bed sleeping, um, I became lucid, which means I started remembering details of this out of body experience. And I found myself in uh, a large room, perhaps 20 by 20. And I do like to take note of the dimensional spaces and sizes, et cetera, just to show how lucid I am. And it just keeps me more uh, oriented and focused on the details and to become more aware of these when I'm actually having an out-of-body. And many times um, you will just have an out-of-body and you will just be, become lucid and you, you are already in the dimension, in another dimensional reality. You might, not, you might not have had those travels through the wormhole or the portal, and that's fine. Um, Out-of-bodies occur in many ways, and uh, just because you, you didn't remember the exit out of your body, your physical body, traveling through a wormhole or portal or going through a wall, doesn't mean your out-of-body is not an out-of-body. It is still very valid and valuable. <clears throat> and I'm being guided right now to, sh to share those points and tips with you so that you don't discount your, your out-of-body experiences. Now that I've brought this up to you, you can start looking at your dream state differently and perhaps looking it through the lens that I'm creating for you now and having a change of perception. I'm really being reminded right now to share that with you. And um, when I say I'm being reminded, I have a group of guides, 
like you do as well, whether you're conscious of it or not. Angels, guardian angels um, that work with me 24-7 to help me during this life, life incarnation as they help and guide you, whether you are aware of it consciously or whether you believe in it or not. So these are our team of helpers and assistants, and we need, we need this help on the earthly plane because uh, many times it is easy for human beings to get overly emotional and irrational and really not see the big picture. And so, uh, and the beauty of the world and really the nature of our existence and what we're meant to do and where we, we are heading. And so these guides, these angels, they help, help us to connect to that. And so um, I, I share that in my show that sometimes as I'm speaking to you and reiterating my experiences, I at the same time am getting um, some telepathic information to enhance and supplement um, my, my talk. And so, so now you know that it's not just me here <laughs> presenting to you, that I actually have some etheric helpers and they're reminding me that they're very willing um, to be of assistance to me. So um, this is why I like to say the Soul Evolution Center show is a special space where different dimensions connect. And so right now I have different dimensional beings in my energetic field um, who are very keyed and connected to me as you do as well. And I do teach uh, classes live and by webinar on how to connect and feel that connection to your spiritual healing team and to your angels. And this is very important. I'm really feeling guided to share this. Okay, so I became lucid and I started remembering, the first thing I remember is being in a large room and I uh, said it was 20 by 20 roughly. And this is what happens. Um, you just find yourself in another type of space, a living space, a working space. And this space uh, was not uh, familiar to me at, that it was from the earthly plane. Um, but I was in a large office and there were other co-workers with me. And I was sitting behind a desk uh, against one wall facing out toward a big pane of windows where light was streaming in. These windows across from me on the other opposing wall uh, took up probably half the wall and the width of the wall. I'm just noting the details of the, this dimensional space. And uh, sitting next to me was another desk and on the right of me was another desk. And in front of me, uh, against the opposing wall were probably four or five other individual desks. So you can say I was working, I was in a space with other coworkers and we each had our own desk. And I noticed um, I became lucid and there seemed to be some sort of activity uh, with somebody moving in, another coworker moving into the space and this coworker was actually a male and I didn't really see him, but I just sensed this. This was going on behind me or around me, you can say. And I didn't pay too much attention to it. It was on the periphery. I'm hearing the word periphery. Um, and I realized that this coworker um, needed some office furniture. And so um, he was given a big uh, cabinet uh, that was probably like six feet tall and, and three feet wide and ha had shelves inside and had uh, two 
two closed doors that you can open, but the doors, um, like a typical a cabinet, they were actually had um, uh, glass in it. So, you know, you could see what you had put on the shelves after you closed the doors. And then there was two bottom, big bottom drawers at the bottom of this cabinet. I'm just detailing the, cap, the office cabinets that were common in this workspace to show you uh, there's similarities to the earthly plane, that there's these type of furnishings in this dimensional space. And so I had the thought when I was sitting there behind my wooden desk, and I just had a simple computer in front of me. It appeared to be a laptop because I didn't have, uh, it was very more streamlined. And I, I, was a, I was kind of surprised that this new coworker was able to get a very large uh, shelving unit for his workspace. And I looked at my workspace, which was only, you know, the size of a table. Uh, these were very open workspaces. They were not cubicles with partitions. And I realized I had brought in my own um, wooden cabinet from my house uh, into the office. Because when I was hired, I, no one told me that the company provided cabinets for you. And so I had a concern, and I remember this in the out-of-body. I remember the time when I was hired, when I was interviewed, um, when, they, when they told me that I was accepted for the position. And, um, and then I realized at that interview that I, I was going to bring my own furnishings into the company because I didn't think they had any for their employees. So do you see, this is, uh, this is an important tip in out-of-bodies where here I am in an unfamiliar workspace according to my perception on the earthly plane. But yet, when I am in this out-of-body, I have memory and recall of an interview, of being hired. I mean, isn't this amazing? This reflects another concurrent life that I have. That's how I'm going to present it. That's how, what I feel it is. It's my concurrent, one of my concurrent parallel lives where I am a, um, a worker in an office space. And uh, I mean, how else would you explain having these memories in this out of body of being hired and et cetera? And, and so what I realized was during the initial interview, I had the idea I was gonna bring in my own office furniture, just, to, just two pieces because I didn't think the office was going to provide it. And it's very important for me, even in the earthly plane, for me to have a nice setup in my workspace and I'm sure it's important for many of you, and especially for, for those that work in corporate, you want to have your personal items with you and um, things that, you know, maybe something aesthetic um, and uh, that help keep you organized. You try to make your workspace um, personalized as much as you can. And so I brought in my own teak uh, shelving unit, and it was similar to what the company already provided this new coworker but mine looked slightly out of place. And as I sat there in my chair with my desk and computer in front of me, I'm looking at my teak cabinet. It was tall as well, um, six feet tall, and it had glass, uh, glass doors with shelving uh, sh shelves on it and two drawers on the bottom. But, but I said to myself, even in the out-of-body, my cabinet looks different from the other cabinets here because mine was not standard. I brought mine from home. And then I realized I had a big, uh, I had a, a two drawer lateral 
black filing cabinet behind me that was metallic. And I realized I had brought in that piece as well from my home. And let me just share that these two pieces are actually pieces that I had in real life on a 3D. So that tea cabinet that I brought into this dimensional space, office dimensional space, was actually a cabinet that my husband and I first purchased when we were married years ago. And we had that in our earlier homes. And so you see you have a personal item that's appearing in another concurrent lifetime. And this is another takeaway I want to bring to your attention. That sometimes there seems to be what I call bleed through or seepage from um, your dimensional lives. Where something from the earthly plane and a single item could be clothing. Many times for me has been clothing that I hadn't uh, thought about in years. And out of body, just a few days ago, I was wearing this long coat that I purchased uh, when I was in sixth grade, and it showed up in a, another dimensional space just a few days ago. So this is not uncommon. Um, this, so don't think it's so weird, and don't use that as a reason to just X out this whole experience and say, this is just fantasy imagination. I am letting you know that there seems to be some sort of consistency at times with personal items being able to um, showing up again in other dimensional planes. So this, in this instance, it was two pieces of furniture that I actually had um, in uh, the 3D plane. It was that tea cabinet, which I no longer have anymore. We gave it away years ago. And it showed up in this auto body experience in this office space. And that black lateral cabinet, uh, filing cabinet, was actually a cabinet I had purchased when I was self-employed um, to hold all my clients' files. And um, we no longer have, I no longer have that file cabinet either on the earthly plane. But again, it showed up in this other uh, dimensional space. So I bring that up to you so that you can maybe become aware of this happening in your own out of bodies. And then I had the thought uh, as I was sat there and uh, I said to myself, well, now I know the company does have provide certain furnishings to their, their, co to their uh, employees. And so I'm going to tell my husband that we, we need to um, take this cabinet and this filing cabinet away, that I'll just ask the company for their furnishings. I don't need to uh, have my personal furnishings in there anymore. And then I start doing this thing where I open up one of the uh, two drawers on the bottom of the, the tall shelving unit, the cabinet, and I start organizing and cleaning and getting rid of the little pieces of paper, uh, extraneous items, miscellaneous items that are in that drawer that are unnecessary and are just clutter. I feel compelled to organize my drawer. And as I'm doing that, I have the thought that maybe I shouldn't do this on work time, that I should be working on my project. And I did have specific projects. I had a knowingness, I had certain uh, specific projects that were given to me it was my responsibility to complete them within a timely manner. So again, here is having these memories, these knowingnesses of my work on a whole nother dimensional plane. It's just, it's just incredible when you start looking at your uh, dream time in this manner. 
and and I and I had the thought that I shouldn't be organizing and cleaning out my um, office drawers on company time. I should be doing this at, after five o'clock when I've clocked out or or whatever. But then I had another part of me say, "It's okay, just do it because it's really bothering you that your drawers are unorganized. Let's just time out." And so another part of me was like, "Who cares? Just do it." If you get, get in trouble, who cares? Because I realized I had a woman sitting next to me, and she was a woman uh, that was slender and had like auburn hair, and it was kind of uh, a lot of hair around her face, framing her face. And she was tall, probably five seven, and um, almost looked like her hair was a little frosted uh, with highlights. I'm pointing these details out so you can see my lucidity level and how I know the details. And she was working furiously, very intensely at her desk. And she had, uh, it looked like just two, um, two desks to, together at an, like an L-shaped. And, um, and, and I was thinking she's working so hard and industriously and here I am, I'm organizing my office cabinets. But it was not enough for me to stop doing it. I was bent on organizing my cabinets because it was time. And so when I looked at my my bottom drawer of my cabinets, there was there was there was bits of paper, and I do this thing in the earthly plane where um, uh, for post its where because uh, I don't want to waste the post its. I know it sounds like I'm very frugal, uh, chalk it up to my frugal upbringing, but I might do this thing where I don't like to use a whole post it. There's a pad. I only use a little bit of a post it because I just use it to mark certain pages. So why am I gonna use a big post-it when I just need a little post-it as a tab marker? So I'll do this thing while I'll take the scissors and just cut the, the post-it pad so I have a more proper sized post-it uh, for my use. And so even in this um, out of body, I can tell that I had uh, pieces of paper that I had cut to save on paper and um, to use for my work. So this is another thing that happens. There's carryover with some of your habits on the earthly plane to these other interdimensional planes. My habits of um, being conscious of uh, not wasting paper, et cetera. And, and actually some of these uh, papers that I was, uh, that I was storing in, my, uh, uh, in that drawer actually had a few little coffee stains on it. It's like I had left those papers on my desk and perhaps drank some coffee at work and I somehow um, got some coffee stains on the paper. And, and to be honest with you, that is so common with me in real life where I have pads of paper and there seems to be water stains or coffee stains on it. So it's just, this is just funny. Our, maybe our idiosyncrasies from our earthly life, some of them do <laughs> carry over. Our patterns do carry over to our interdimensional lives. So I'm just pointing that out to you so that you can start recognizing this yourself. And you really get to see yourself from another angle. I really got to see how sometimes it's a little silly what I do with these papers. But anyway, and then there was, um, there was uh, markers, magic markers. There were uh, two uh, boxes of crayons. Because uh, in reality, uh, I do like to sketch, even though I don't do it often. I do it rarely, but I do enjoy sketching. And I do like to have um, colored pencils and markers and crayons. And so I actually had... Um, these uh, utensils or these writing implements or these coloring implements in my drawer. And I also had about 30 colored pencils. And so I said to myself, I'm going to take 
these um, markers and crayons and colored pencils out because I haven't used them in so long. Now, if I'm not going to use them in so long, they don't need to be in my, my drawer. So, and then actually, I found a few pieces of paper, random piece of paper that were just pure junk, and I just took it and threw it in the garbage. So I was uh, being organized that way. And I, I bring out these specific items because in a way, I feel that there's some symbology here because I've been feeling guided recently in the past probably three months to start sketching again. And so I feel that uh, these uh, drawing, drawing implements um, and sketching um, tools were shown to me maybe as a reminder to me to you know, pick that up again. So sometimes there is some symbology in your out of bodies and it is good to take the time to reflect and say, well, what's the message here? What is the universe? What is my subconscious delivering to me? Why, why was that shown to me? What is the um, significance of that? So I'm just analyzing the significance of these um, crayons and, and pencils and um, markers and what they may mean to me on the earthly plane. What's my takeaway there? And when I looked to my, uh, so I did some organization and I was also in my, um, in my drawer, I found two pairs of shoes, a pair of white shoes and a pair of black shoes. And the black shoes that I found were a pair of shoes, a black shoes that I have on the earthly plane that I no longer have, but I've ha I had that probably two or three years ago. So again, there's carryover with personal items in, into these other dimensional spaces. And there was a pink shoe, but the other pink shoe was missing. I only had one pink shoe. And I realized in this dimensional plane, I had the other pink shoe in this other dimensional house that I live in. And I was looking for the other half of it. Now I found it in my desk drawer. So again, another, uh, another teaching about how you have memory and knowingness of your other dimensional life in these out of bodies. And I actually did this thing where I'm, because uh, I, in, in real life, I do have a tendency to store an extra pair of shoes, let's say in my car or even at work, um, just in case my feet get uncomfortable or um, I'm out wearing my athletic wear, my sneakers, and I might need to get dressed up and wear a nicer pair of shoes. So these are habits that um, carried over into this dimensional space, quirky habits, human habits. And so that these have been shown to me, uh, it makes me now pause and perhaps look at some of my habits and say, do you really need to do that? Is that necessary? Are you going overboard here? So um, I may, you know, I may do that and make some changes in my, small changes in my life because of that. Uh, so this is what out-of-bodies can teach you. They, it's almost a reflection of yourself and what you're doing and how you're living and, and all that. All that. Um, so uh, what I noticed when I looked over to my left side, my coworker, my female coworker, who's working so industriously, um, she had put a big filing cabinet, you know, that standard filing cabinet, excuse me, a standard uh, dresser or cabinet. And the way she positioned it, she had put it on the side of her, on the side of her desk on her right side, and she positioned this big, like seven foot tall cabinet in a, such a way that if I was working on my computer right next to her, 
I couldn't see her working on her computer. So she placed the cabinet in such a way to act as a barrier, as a partition, because she wanted extra privacy. And I honestly, I said to myself, that's great, because to me, honestly, I love having a private workspace. I don't really need to see all my coworkers around me uh, working. I prefer actually not to. I prefer to have physical, some physical privacy. And that she had done that, I was thankful. And I didn't take it personally. I was like, oh, good. She probably needs her privacy, and it's better for me, because she can't see me working on my computer every minute of the day either. So I kind of appreciate that she did that. And then I looked at my own workspace and I said, well, maybe I could do, I could create some kind of partitions with these cabinets so that I don't have to see my coworkers who are sitting and working across from me, directly across from me. So I sat there for a bit of time, figuring out configurations as to how I can move this tall cabinet that I brought from home um, in a certain way to create some kind of privacy barrier between me and my coworkers. And in doing that exercise and contemplating that, I looked over to my right side and there was another coworker, but she was not at her desk and she had this huge, um, she had a U-shaped desk. Um, so she had a lot of work surface. You know, it wasn't an L-shaped, it was a U-shaped. And there were papers and she had uh, each, uh, maybe almost every part of that work surface filled with work documents, et cetera, with office um, with office uh, paraphernalia, whatever. And, um, and I said to the woman next to me, oh, wow, look, she has a, she has a nice work surface, but she had a U and we only, I only didn't even have a U. I had simply, I simply 24 by 48 um, foot desk in front of me. And I didn't even have a U and an L. And if you work in corporate, uh, I know this seems like mundane information, but if you work in corporate, sometimes you see other people's workspace and you're like, oh gosh, they have a bigger work surface or they're by the window, I'm not by the window, they have more light or they have a duct and so they get some, they get some cool air. Or These are the kind of things that uh, I've done in the past when I worked for corporate and here I am doing it again in this other dimensional space, analyzing my coworkers' workspace compared to mine and kind of, um, I don't want to say becoming jealous of, jealous of it, but kind of like, oh, I wish I had that. And, um, and the coworker next to me uh, said, oh, yeah, that's all she said. And I really realized what a, I only had a little workspace. I only had a simple table that I was working on. But then I said to myself, well, that's all you need because all your work is on the computer. So, how you know, you don't need all these extra furnishings and cabinets to hold files because everything's on the computer. So I was fine and comfortable with that. I'm just letting you know what you may start to think uh, uh, about during your out of bodies and how you, you start um, contemplating it. And I'm hearing the word self-aware. I'm letting you know that I had these thoughts during the out of body and that I'm able to recall these thoughts. I'm having, an, let's say, an interaction with myself just like I do every day of my life. And it is so similar to the earthly life. And so here I am having similar thought patterns in this interdimensional space, in this interdimensional life. And I also had the thought that I was gonna tell my husband that we, you know, we can pick up my furnishings that I brought in and um, because I'll just use the company furnishings, the company uh, cabinet and filing cabinet. 
And then I had this whole knowingness that my company, that the workspace that I was in was located in the city. And I had a knowingness that it was going to be a pain, um, that, that my husband and I would have to maybe rent a big truck because our filing camera that I originally brought in was six feet long. And then I had a, a knowingness that the city was going to be busy, that the company was located in, and there's going to be street traffic, and how are we going to move these two pieces of furniture? So, again, showing you that I had some, um, that I had an existence. I had an existence in this dimensional plane, a concurrent existence that I knew things about, that it was in the city, and that my, and I, I even remembered when my husband and I, uh, brought the furnishings into the office and I said well we rented a truck to begin with we got in here so we're going to be able to get these furnishings out it's just amazing um, what is revealed during your out of bodies that are that you don't have any conscious awareness of um, during your physical state and so uh, this is my um, these are my main takeaways and I, I and I highlighted this specific out of body to show to you that I had an experience where I lived, I was visiting my concurrent life on another dimensional space, okay, where I was only given a slice. I wasn't seeing the whole thing. Like I didn't have any cognizance of the house I lived in and where it was in terms of the world, but I'm sure it was America. But I only had, I was only given snippets or certain views. So all I knew is I worked for this company. There I had my coworkers. I saw, I saw my workspace. I knew I had furniture that I brought in purse, et cetera. There was some history there. And um, I, I remember the interview, being interviewed, et cetera. So this is one way that I experienced one of my concurrent lives in a parallel universe. And I also uh, want to uh, reiterate again the, uh, the concept that some of your day-to-day -day earthly physical possessions or possessions you've had in the past may appear in your other dimensional life. And for me, it was the cabinets. It was my, uh, my um, it was actually mostly physically the, t the two cabinets the unique cap, the cabinets that I remembered from my past here on the earthly plane. So again, I think that is because of as above, so below, which is a term or phrase used in spiritual metaphysical worlds or realms or fields of study that whatever happens above is like, like that below, as above, so below. But I am feeling guided and I'm gonna think about this some more and see what other information I receive or sense that it is also so below, as below, so above. So what we're doing on the earthly plane has an impact on other dimensional realms. It is not just coming from the top down, it could be from the bottom up. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there and uh, I'm gonna think about that and see what the universe delivers to me about that. So that means that's a big takeaway. That means if we create positive change on our earthly plane, which means if we become more peaceful, more loving, more compassionate, there has to be a ripple effect. 
um, to our other dimensional concurrent lives. Isn't that powerful? So when you start to shift and have epiphanies on the earthly plane, as you raise your consciousness and your vibration, there's going to be a ripple effect. And that is the term I'm using I'm hearing telepathically to your other lives, your concurrent lives in these other dimensional realities. And the word I'm hearing is impact. So isn't that a powerful argument? Isn't that a powerful case for us to really ramp up um, and raise our vibration? Because it's not only our solitary lives on the earthly plane that we affect and the people around us, it's all of our concurrent lives as well. So when you heal yourself, when I say heal, whether it's physically heal, emotionally heal, or mentally heal yourself, and I'm hearing when you wake up, it's going to have an effect, a ripple effect on all your other concurrent lives on all your other interdimensional lives that you can experience in an altered state of consciousness if you're very relaxed, like your sleep state. So that's a very powerful, powerful teaching. And, um, and one I just would like to em emphasize with you And I think that that represents the major, major teaching of this, um, of this out of body that I shared. Well, I hope you found that helpful. And I hope you found that uh, expand, uh, expanding your consciousness, because that is my goal here. And I would love to hear your comments and your feedback on this episode or on uh, out of bodies in general. And so please feel free to share them on, on the episode. And I will continue to um, share my own experiences in order to help you navigate and understand um, your own things that you may be experiencing. Or if you can share this um, show or resource with your loved ones or your friends or, her, or others who may be um, having such experiences to help them understand um, what is going on. Uh, because in the beginning of my spiritual awakening, I really didn't have a human mentor to guide me. And so what I did was I learned on my own. And as I learned, I shared what I learned um, on my blog, which is part of soulevolutioncenter.com, and also here on the Soul Evolution Center show. And that's part of what humanity is meant to do is as you learn, you're meant to share with others. And this is how we all move forth. I look forward to our next uh, episode together and uh, stay well. Namaste. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.